And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Padre Scout Team right-handed pitcher, one of the top uncommitted prospects there in that 2026 class, Riley Shirowski, on the JKR Podcast for the Padre Scout Team Spotlight. Riley, pumped to get you here on the show, man. How are you doing tonight? Yes, sir. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too, not too bad, man. You're kind of rolling through here this final week of this Padre Scout Team Spotlight. You know, it's been fun digging into, you know, talking to Mo, talking to some of your teammates. I mean, a really cool team going on here. I'm excited to kind of see what goes on here these next couple of years. I know Mo, when I had him on the show, was talking about getting to Jupiter there for your guys' uh, you know, potentially these next couple of years. So, you know, I'm excited to kind of see how this goes. You know, I'm really excited to go catch a game there next fall. Ne- sorry, next summer when you guys are going out. And uh I gotta I gotta make sure I see what's gonna use see all you guys playing with passion. Uh I hear Nathaniel and Cody talking about that South Florida spice I keep bringing up, but um, you know, really excited to dig into the you know, dig into with you, obviously. But you know, it's been you know a great couple of weeks, kind of learning about this Padre Scout team. But before we dig into that, before we dig into your high school career down there in Texas, before we dig into that upcoming recruiting process, I got one question I always like to ask everybody to get the podcast started. That is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Riley Shirowski? I say Riley Shirowski is like, he's a very loud, I'm like a very loud, outgoing kid. Um, I'm pretty funny. I like to talk a lot, but 
at the end of the day, I love baseball. I was, I grew up with baseball with my family, and baseball has been my rock since I was very little. I love baseball, and yeah, it's really defines me as who I am. Okay, so being a big baseball guy, obviously playing for this Padres scout team, you may have a pretty, you know, you may have a better connection with the San Diego Padres and some of these other guys on the team. One quick question here for you before we kind of dig into the scout team, you being related to AJ Prello there, the, the, I believe his official role is the general manager of the Padres, kind of take us through some of those experiences, some of those stories you've had, you know, with those San Diego Padres these past couple of years. I mean, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun to be around the team, kind of. Another kid, Shohei, who's with the Padres. He's about my age. He's you Darvish's younger son. It's been it's been awesome kind of hanging out with him, hanging out with the team, kind of seeing how the Padres went to the NLDS this year or last year, sorry. And, you know, after kind of a disappointing year this year, trying to bounce back. And it's been cool to see how my uncle has he went from the Rangers to the Padres. So it's been kind of cool to see like from his side of the ball, kind of like the scouting aspect, which I think is super cool. And that's probably something I'm going to try to pursue later. Um, But I think it's, it's just awesome. It's awesome to be around the team, all the guys. It's great. Yeah. So kind of seeing that scouting aspect there from your uncle, kind of getting those experiences, you know, looking down the road and just seeing everything that you've learned these past couple of years from him, you know, what benefits do you think that's going to bring you for years down the road within your baseball career? I feel like being able to kind of know what the scouts like look for a little bit, being able to kind of like have him guide me on like how I should present myself and how like what I should be trying to do, what I should be trying to work on kind of and yeah just knowing a little bit more as like to like what this like what my uncle and what the scouts are looking for when they're looking at a player my age and in these next few years yeah there's a one obviously I'm trying to I'm trying to be an agent so uh, when I'm going to go kind of going through my internships and stuff like that I hear one common theme between pretty pretty much everyone I talked with in the baseball industry and it's you know, all that work ethic that, you know, your uncle, the work ethic that those San Diego Padres scouts have. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about that organization in general, but kind of digging into the Padres scout team. I was just digging into your baseball career going on. Um, can I take us through that Padres scout team, how you got connected with Cameron, with Brandon, with Mo? Kind of take us, kind of give us the rundown there on the, that connection with the Padres scout team. So I started my 14 new year back in May of 2022. Um, I had my, I had seen them actually on YouTube and I had texted my uncle and was like, like, how do I be a part of this? Cause like, I love what they're doing. So my uncle, uh, was able to kind of get me in contact with the guy who was running it at the time. And I went out to a tournament and I pitched, like I pitched pretty solid, but I was like, I've definitely changed a lot since then, but I met Brandon and I met Cam and it was just a super fun experience. And I met Trent and all and all like Aaron, all those dudes. And it was it was just super fun to be around. So then when they asked me to come back in the fall and then into that next summer, I jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure. So I, I actually kind of talked to Trent there a couple of days ago. He kind of talked about that OG squad, you know, how the team's kind of you, you added a couple of pieces here these past couple of years with you. I'm assuming being part of one of those OG, that, that OG roster, take us through that evolution you've seen from there, your 14 U 2022 going in the fall that summer. Now this past fall as well, kind of take us through that evolution you've seen for this Padre scout team. I mean, I think the team has, the like growth this team has had has been crazy. I mean, the roster we have right now is ridiculous. And I feel like 
we've kind of like, especially like with that like group of dudes who's been together for a while now, like me, Trent, and Rico, and all them. Like I feel like that like kind of tight. It was kind of like a tight core, and now I feel like everyone, especially this fall, just really is meshing well. Everyone's playing for each other. Like the energy that everyone plays with is really. It's not like no one's playing for themselves. Like you get on the mound and everyone's pitching for each other. They're hitting for each other. They're taking team at bats. I think it's just a great atmosphere. Yeah. So you said you saw them on YouTube, kind of saw everything that they were bringing, seeing them play with passion, seeing the energy that, you know, that entire Padre scout team has had you now going through two summers with them, two falls with them kind of take us through that team culture and everything that you've seen, just being an insider and kind of, you know, be playing for that team the past two years. I mean, the team energy is awesome. I mean, everyone, it's just super fun. You know, it's it's a lot, it's a loud in your face team, but like, yeah, like kind of how you said with like Nate and Cody, like there's like a little bit of everything. There's like that South Florida energy. I mean, but there's kids from all over the place. And like, I feel like everyone just kind of blends really well together. Like me and there's a couple other kids from Houston. There's kids from Cali, kids from like, there's Enrico from Puerto Rico. I feel like everyone just kind of like, meshes really well and it comes together and makes a great squad yeah so you talk about you know people being from across the country obviously want you a couple international guys there as well throughout that roster you being a guy for originally from new york you know playing ball in texas you know kind of take us through was there a little bit of a culture shock in a way going from you know playing down there in texas to playing on a pretty much a national scale with guys across the country i mean I don't know if I, I probably call it, I don't know if I call it a culture shock, but it was definitely different being just around those kids and seeing all their different style of play and like the flair they play with and just like, yeah, the energy they bring and everyone's energy is like, I feel like it's different, but it's different in a good way. The way they play the game and like the style of game, like in, in Texas, it's a lot more like fundamental, you know, especially like where I'm like very like fundamental, you know. But then you go like those Florida guys are playing with flair. They're playing with like their heart on their chest. And like, it's, it's super cool to see. Yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, obviously, you know, you playing these past two years with this Padre scout team, I'm sure you've been able to build some pretty strong relationships with obviously not only Trent, not only Enrico, potentially some of those other guys they've added to the roster as well. Um, Kind of take us through some of those relationships you're able to build with some of your teammates on this Padre scout team. I mean, the relationships I built has been awesome. Like, all the dudes that I play with, like, I text all of them. Like, I was just on a call with Nate, like, 10 minutes ago. Like, uh, I went up to Coach Cam's house for 4th of July with Trent, Ryan Bosch, Enrico, and a couple other kids. And, like, just hanging out, you know, going to see some fireworks on 4th of July, having, like, barbecue, and just, like, hanging out with the kids at the Airbnb, like, the relationships you build when you live with those kids all summer and you're just hanging out with those kids, it's, it's second to none. It's I'm super tight with all those kids. Yeah, I'm sure. So you kind of bring up Ryan Bosch there. Obviously you, him, we got Aaron Hernandez, Spencer, uh, it's like Krasner, Krasner, however you say that. That is one hell of a pitching staff. So when you guys are all together there in the bullpen, whatever, in the dugout, kind of take us through how you guys are maybe picking each other's brains, you know, to whether that's talking about repertoire, talking about arm care, whatever, kind of take us through some of those conversations going on between you, Aaron, Spencer, maybe some of those other pitchers on that Padre scout team. What are, you know, what are those conversations looking like? Honestly, like for me, when I first got there, I didn't have much of like a arm care routine or anything. So like being able to like be around those kids 
and like kind of just picking up on what they do, whether like it's Aaron and his plyo routine or like Ryan Bosch and like all the stretching he does before the game and kind of like how they approach hitters. I think that it's just like super cool that I've been able to kind of pick their brains and like kind of just see how they prepare for their start. All right, so sticking on the topic of relationships, kind of moving from the teammate side of things to the coaches, you know, talking to all you different players, talking to Mo. I believe this is a team that's very well connected with the coaches. Take us through the relationship with Brandon, with Mo, there with Cameron Mabin as well. What are those relationships looking like with those with that coaching staff? Yeah, the coaches are awesome. I stayed with all three of them this summer. And I mean, it's it's so cool. I mean, the coaches are really looking in your best, best interest. I mean... Yeah, I went to Coach Cam's. I went to Coach Cam's house. I was, I mean, he's super awesome. The way he's helped me kind of like hone my craft and kind of like bettered me as a person as well has been awesome. I mean, I'm super thankful for it. And Coach B, I mean, he's funny. I still, I mean, I still text him all the time. And Coach Mo's awesome too. Like I talked to him about like Miami baseball. Like I talked to him like yesterday about it. So I'm, I feel like I'm super connected with the coaches and they're super fun to play for. I, I wouldn't want to play for anyone else. Yeah, I'm sure that's a pretty common theme here, talking to all you different guys on this Padre Scout team. But, you know, earlier we talked about those benefits you've seen from gaining knowledge from your uncle. Another big league connection there, Cameron Mabin, 15-year big leaguer that all you guys got to get to pick his brain, him and their coaching you on the field. Again, talking about benefits, learning from him, maybe hearing the stories, maybe hearing some experiences he's gone through. What benefits do you think comes to your baseball career learning from a 15-year big leaguer like Cameron Mabin? I mean, it's awesome to hear, like, like how he went through what we're going through right now, and, like, he's kind of able to guide us in the right direction. I mean, yeah, like, all the stories he's told us, like, how he went through his recruiting, and then when he got drafted, go, like, coming up when he was with the Tigers and the Marlins and when he was with the Padres and all those teams and just kind of, like, the different experiences he had in the clubhouse with players and with coaches and how they kind of transformed his game is second to none. Yeah. So, uh, so one question I always like to ask you guys here on the, this Padre scout team, potentially players on other scout teams as well. Obviously you guys are repping those major league jerseys. Not too many players across the country get the opportunity to be affiliated with some sort of major league team throughout their travel baseball career. So having that, you know, having youth prospects following you guys around all summer and having all that, you know, YouTube, social media content going around as well, having maybe as a former big leaguer as a coach and just you know, the absolutely loaded roster that you guys have. Do you think that brings an extra target on your guys' backs throughout the summer, throughout the fall, having all those things going for you guys? I would say a hundred percent. I mean, now that I've been here for a while, like I've seen it for years and it's like, you know, they're always throwing their best arm at you. They always got their best guys in the lineup. They're always, the stands always are packed. There's always a bunch of kids watching the game. I think there's definitely a target on our back, but I think it makes us play better too. It's just a whole different level of baseball. Mm -hmm, for sure. So kind of looking back here on these past two years, playing for the Padre scout team, potentially throwing it back there even further if it comes up. What are some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think about travel baseball? I mean, the USA baseball tournament this year has to be up there. I played when I played with the Padres, I pitched against Team Elite, and it was it was like a day I'll never forget. It was super fun. Uh I pitched pretty good too. And we were in the we ended up getting the win. I think that was one of my best experiences. But I mean, like honestly, just this whole summer, like 
staying with my friends, going to hotels and Airbnbs, you know, like playing ping pong before like a lake, a lake point tournament. I mean, just the whole thing was super fun. I'm playing basketball with coach Cam and Ryan and Trent and all them. Like it was just, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Yeah. So uh, making that transition from travel baseball there to the high school scene, you're playing down there in Texas. You know, when people think about high school baseball, they think of Texas, California, and Florida. So you're playing in one of those superb high school baseball states. Looking back there, your freshman spring, kind of take us through what was going on. Maybe some of those biggest learning curves you had as a freshman. Take us through that high school freshman season. Yeah. So my high school, my high school season freshman year, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a year to help me like evolve and develop. I wasn't, I wasn't able to get many chances at the varsity level because we had a pretty deep pitching rotation last year, but just kind of like being around those guys and seeing how, you know, they prepare to play. And in our district, we have Tompkins, we have Katie. So you're playing guys committed to Ole Miss, TCU, everywhere. So it's just like, it was kind of like just getting to see it and develop and prepare and being used in different roles. And now, I'm just trying to get ready to help my team out and win this year and do something big. Yeah. So you talk about how you guys had a pretty loaded pitching staff there last year. Who were some of those guys that, you know, maybe took you underneath their wing, kind of showed you the ropes of high school baseball, maybe the best ways to go about things. Who were some of those, you know, upper-class leaders there last year on that team? I would say one of them was definitely Lawson Moreno. He's at Stephen F. Austin right now. And, you know, I kind of had – Talked to him a little bit from like October on. And then he, yeah, like he was, he was driving me to home from tryouts. I mean, just kind of like the way he like took me under his wing for a little bit and like kind of helped me develop. I thought it was super cool. And the way that like he ended up having a great year and our team ended up making it to playoffs. So it was just super cool for him to help me out and kind of just seeing how everything worked my freshman year. Yeah, so kind of got kind of getting to be behind the scenes there for a team that made a state, you know, made made it to this uh, Texas State playoffs. You know, getting a chance to learn from some of those upperclassmen and, and getting a few, you know, varsity uh, in a few varsity appearances there. What are some of those expectations you have moving into your sophomore spring? Kind of looking ahead here for these next couple months. Uh, I'm really just trying to kind of find my role on the team and just help my team out however they want. I mean, I'm trying to make a bigger impact this year and help my team get even further than we were last year. I mean, I love playing with all the dudes that go there. I have some really tight bonds there, and I feel like we have a very we can have a very good squad this year. Okay. So you talk about facing some of those Texas powerhouse schools, you know, facing, you know, Ole Miss commits. I'm sure there's some TCU guys mixed in there as well. I believe the Texas 12 are somewhere close to Katie. So I've interviewed some guys around that area. Kind of give us the rundown. What's that, what's that Texas baseball look like there in your region of Texas? I mean, the base, I'm right near the 12 facility. Actually, like I worked out at it with uh, one of the trainers there. But I mean, the baseball there is very good. Everyone's really fundamental. I mean, kids are huge down here. And I feel like every high school you go to down here in 6A, like like Houston baseball is just going to be, you see their top arms, it's going to be nine. You see their top hitters, they're going to be going to power five schools. It's, it's crazy. I mean, the like the talent level you see here is, ridiculous yeah I uh I hear you know all the time when I'm talking to people especially when I'm talking to guys from the 12 or the banditos or even the Arkansas sticks you know I'm hearing about that Houston hotbed 
that you guys got going on. So I'm sure you guys are facing some, uh, you know, pretty damn good talent there on a night to night basis, but moving it from, you know, the high school travel baseball scene to kind of looking ahead to that recruiting process, kind of take us through August 1st of your junior year coming up here, nine, 10 months or so. What's that excitement looking ahead to uh, August 1st? I mean, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait to kind of just like explore all my options. Uh, like, I think I've been to a few camps now. Like I went to Wake and I went to Georgia. I went to Wake with the Padres. I went to Georgia. I mean, just like getting to go around the country and see all these like super cool schools is it's awesome. Just seeing how they kind of play baseball, how they develop their pitchers and how they prepare for a day-to-day basis. I think it's honestly just awesome. And I can't wait to get even deeper into it August 1st. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw that Padre scout team posting you and some of those other guys that were there at Wake Forest here. Was it maybe this past weekend or the weekend before? And it was looking like a pretty cool thing. Um, kind of give us the you know rundown. What's that look like there? You going you going on a campus? You're going on a little camp there to kind of see what the baseball program's about. Take us through what one of those you know prospect camps are looking like there for you guys. So when I went to Wake, I was there with Nate, Bobby Mahoney, Ryan Bosch, like the day before he committed um, and a few other kids. And for me as a pitcher, I had to start, it was a team camp. So I had to start game one. So we started off with like a campus tour and the campus there was beautiful. And we kind of just walked around, saw everything. And then we got a facility tour and we got to see like all the tech they use their locker room. And again, that was, it was just some of the crazy stuff I've ever been to. Then we all went and got lunch and then we came back and then I had got ready, got to use all their stuff um, and then had to start versus South Charlotte Panthers game one for the first two innings. And then after that, I was just kind of hanging out, supporting my guys. Yeah. So uh, kind of looking ahead there to August 1st to, you know, when those college coaches start calling, you start going through that recruiting process. You know, when you do start comparing, you know, school to school, kind of seeing what's going on. What are going to be some of those key things that you're looking for within a program, within a coaching staff, and, you know, just a university in general? I mean, for me, I'm kind of open to going anywhere, like West Coast, Texas, South, Northeast. I'm I'm really open to going anywhere, but I want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to be getting developed as I kind of continue to, like, grow in my body and, like, keep throwing harder. I want to make sure that I'm going somewhere where there's, like, a pitching program that can help me specifically and yeah just being able to just being able to compete and be on a team all I really want to do at the end of the day is play baseball so wherever I'm at I just want to make sure it's the right spot for me okay so you talk about development being kind of a key thing that you're looking for within a school let's go ahead let's dig into that development all right now in the offseason I know you said you start ramping up here in whether that's next week or the week after Kind of take us through kind of what the key points of emphasis are within your development this offseason, but even potentially looking further down the road before you get to a collegiate campus. Kind of take us through that development as well. I mean, I'm trying to get strong. I'm with Coach Hunter at uh, Cotton Sports Ranch, which is the 12 place. I'm just trying to get strong right now, you know, kind of keep ramping up my velocity and then just fine tuning my mechanics, trying to ramp up in these next two weeks starting up and just keep getting strong, keep running, stay athletic. And I'm just trying to, yeah, fine tune all my stuff. I feel pretty comfortable where I'm at from the throwing aspect, but I just want to continue to keep getting stronger. 
Okay. So kind of looking into, you know, what's going on right now. Again, you said you'll be ramping up here in the next couple of weeks. Take us through what that off-season arm care is looking like, you know, whether that's, you know, pitching your last game down there in Fort Myers, whatever that deload process looks like. And then, you know, you start ramping it back up there to the end of January when the high school season is starting. Take us through that off-season arm care. And then part two of that kind of take us through in-season as well. Going from outing to outing, what do those days look like in between? So when I was, I finished up after the WWBA, I kind of took a little bit of a break, kind of just stayed working out, stayed running. But right now, like that D-Load process kind of just like light tossing, light tossing, and I kind of went on a full shutdown. Um, Right now, I'm really just working on making sure I keep all my spin there, just light, like just light tossing, making sure the ball's coming off my fingers good still, like keeping the feel for the breaker. Um, and then I'm going to start ramping back up. Hopefully I want to be ready by about early December. Maybe I'll go to a college camp or two, throw a couple innings. And then for in season, I like after the day after I throw in between starts, I like to, I like to run. Uh, I'm, I really like to run a mile or two, just something to keep me loose. Um, and then I have to do plyos. I've been starting to kind of pick up on a routine where I do the day two, I do a little bit of plyos, a little bit of bands. Uh, I try to get a lift in that day. Then day three, if it's like a high school season, day three, I'm get I'm going to start tossing pretty heavy, do a, a long, long toss. Then day four is a bullpen. Day five is a light toss. Day six is just a little touch and feel. And then that next day, I'm ready to go after it. Okay, so when you are up there on the mound, let's kind of go ahead, dig into your pitching repertoire. You got that fastball, you got those secondary pitches. Take us through what that pitching repertoire is looking like, maybe some mental cues that go along with those. You know, what's that repertoire looking like? I got a four-pitch mix. I throw a four-seam fastball, curveball, slider, and a changeup. And I feel like my curveball has been my go-to pitch for years now. Uh, I'm, I feel very confident that pitch. I could throw that pitch. 2-1-3-0, like I, I love spinning that breaking ball. Um, Then I love throwing my fastball up in the zone because I get a lot of carry on it. But, yeah, I like to pitch backwards, which is something I worked on with. Like Coach Cam kind of helped me figure out this year, just pitching backwards. That's when I had my most success, starting hitters off with the curveball and throwing the fastball off of it and kind of working in the slider, working in the change. And, you know, all my catcher, all the catchers that I've had over the summer and over the fall, like, Cody, Enrico, Jonathan Matos, like they, they work great with me. I love working with all those kids. So they kind of just, we'll get a feel before the game and whatever's working, I'll just pound in the zone. Okay. So you talk about that curveball being that go-to pitch, pitching backwards. Let's dig into that development of that curveball. Kind of take us through, how'd you kind of go about developing that curveball? Maybe some other pitches as well. How do you kind of go about developing them, making sure that they're game ready, potentially even adding new pitches to the repertoire? Kind of take us through that development process on your different pitches. So my curveball, I taught myself when I was probably like 10, just trying to mess around with my grandpa, just throwing the baseball. And I kind of just started figuring it out. And I was like, this feels really good off the hand. So I started throwing it in games a little bit. But the way that I kind of developed my curveball, which I've been working on with my uncle that he's kind of helped me with, is I like to, I like sit there and I'll just snap my finger. I'll snap my finger and make sure the ball's spinning good. And then I'll get in the batting cage and I'll just flick the ball. I'll make sure it's spinning good. 
And then the same with the fastball. I like to sit on the floor like how a basketball player would and just spin the ball with my fingers and see the backspin on it. And then even now when I'm on shutdown, I'll go outside with my dad or a catcher and I'll just spin the ball off my hand and make sure it feels good. And yeah, I feel like with my mix right now, I feel pretty comfortable. I'm not looking to add anything just yet. Probably just fine-tuning the fastball and fine-tuning that changeup, which I'm really starting to enjoy now. Okay, so you talked earlier about the you know the relationships you have with your catchers, kind of building some trust with them. Kind of take us through, you know, whether that's with Cody and Rico. I know you said there's another catcher there on that Padre Scout team roster. Take us through how you kind of go about, you know, building trust within them, building a relationship, and how important you think that is of having a good trust, a good bond with the guy behind the plate. Yeah, like those are my guys. So like before the game, like I I bumped with Enrico in the fall. So like before the game, I was kind of looking at the other team with him, kind of going through their stuff, what their tendencies are. And then the same with Cody, like he knows he knows baseball really good. So like we kind of are on the same page. We're able to like kind of see what they did the last couple games and just go from there. I mean, the other kid from the summer, he's a 25, so he's not with us anymore. But yeah, again with him, like just being on the same page. And I mean, that team culture comes into play. We're just kind of like everyone's able to mesh together and it's really easy to pitch the kids that you know are going to play hard for you. Okay. So on the mechanic side of thing, kind of take us through whether that's from the windup or from the stretch, what do those pitching mechanics look like when you're on the mound? Yeah. So I'm purely out of the stretch. I was in the windup a little bit, but it just, I felt like I was kind of falling off and I was collapsing. So I want to just stretch because I feel like I'm able to get a little bit better into my hip and then into that, um, into that hip shoulder separation. So I've been strictly out of the stretch lately and I don't really plan on changing it anytime soon. Okay. That's uh that's uh, I think you're the second guy here on this Padre scout team to be primarily from, uh, from the stretch. Is there uh, somebody on that Padre scout team? Is that just a coincidence or is that something that they're keep, they're coaching you guys on? Uh, nah, that's actually, I think a little bit of a coincidence. I'm pretty sure it's Kai. That's the other one that does it. If I remember, but yeah, I think it's just kind of a coincidence. I feel like the stretch lately, like you see guys like you Darvish who are just like starters who are purely out of the stretch. I feel like that's just kind of becoming a little more popularized around the game for sure. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was going to be a coincidence or not. Cause uh, I, you know, I hear that every once in a while. So, you know, kind of hearing it back to back, I wasn't sure what was going on there, but um, looking at your games entirety. So whether this is like your pitching repertoire or that's the relationship you have with your, with your catchers and whatever it kind of is, if you were a scout watching your game, what would be that personal scout report you'd write up on yourself? Uh, I'd say that I have, I say I pitch with a lot of energy. I like to, I kind of worked on that with Cam this year. So I like pitching with a lot of energy, kind of just walking around, like walking around with my game on my sleeve. Uh, I'm, I feel like I have a very, I'm very good. I have very good pitch ability. I'm able to kind of spin that ball. I kind of know what I want to throw and what count. So I feel like a guy who like knows how to pitch. I feel like I'm, I'm not a thrower. I'm a pitcher. I know what pitch to throw and what count, how I'm feeling, what I set the hitter up for, and I like to pitch off of that. 
Grace, you talk about having that energy. Pretty common theme there when it comes to that Padre scout team, like I've said again and again throughout this series. You know, pretty much everyone up and down that lineup, all you different pitchers. Definitely uh, an energetic team there, playing with a lot of passion. The way that Trent and Nathaniel like to say you guys are a bunch of dogs. But uh, kind of moving it into the final segment here for you. Like I said before we started recording, like digging into the personal side to end it off. First off here, passions beyond the game of baseball. You're hanging out there down there in Texas here this offseason. What are some of those passions, some of those hobbies you have beyond the game? Oh, uh, I like I like playing basketball with my boys a lot. I like playing going to blue courts, as they call it down here. When I'm up in New York, I like going to LA Fitness and just playing basketball or throwing the football. I also like if I'm not playing, I like going to games, whether it's one of my friends playing or watching something on Twitter, going through clips and stuff, kind of writing some stuff down that I see. I, yeah, just really enjoy sports. Okay. So moving from passions to motivations, what is that that helps you get out of bed every morning, helps you continuously evolve as a ball player, as a person, what would be some of those motivations? I think it's probably my family. Like it's my brothers, my parents, my grandparents, my uncle, like just kind of like seeing the sacrifices they have for me, traveling down to see me, you know, taking time out of their day to help me out. My dad helps me out a lot and and my mom helps me out a lot. They're always, you know, dealing with my stuff, helping me out. So like, I just kind of want to show them that it's all worth it, all the stuff that they've kind of put into. And then another thing I'd say is probably just proving that I belong. You know, I'm not just like, I'm not just another kid there I'm there to be there for a reason okay so you talk about making your family proud let's take that question a little bit further let's say you keep doing that you keep working hard to kind of prove that you belong perfect picture of your life 20 years down the road what does that look like 20 years down the road my goal is probably either be still pitching in the MLB with hopefully my parents right in the stands but I would also say a pitching coach. I love, I love being around the game. I love watching other pitchers. I love sitting in on bullpens and stuff. So if I was a pitching coach for a power five or like play in player development with a team in the minors or the majors, I think that's just the perfect life for me. Okay. All right. So I got six more questions here for you before we end it off. Kind of a rapid fire here to end it. Um, it's going to be three rounds of two questions. So first off, first round here for you. Coolest contact in your phone, scrolling through that phone. Who's that coolest contact that not too many people have? Second off, go-to playlist, you know, whether that's working out, long drive, whatever. What would be some of that music that you're putting on the, the headphones? Um, so for most famous contact, I'd probably have to go with either Cam or my uncle AJ. I feel like those are two guys that most people don't have in their phone. And then for music, uh, I like a lot of rap, a little bit of R&B, but I like a lot of rap. I listen to Lil Baby. I like Bryson Tiller. But like lately, I've been getting to like a little bit of like 2016, 17 pop. I listen to like Paper Planes and all the like all those songs from a few years back. Like I'm on a card with my mom again to like fourth grade. So just kind of <laughs> like to mix it up. Yeah, being a big rapid R&B guy, you big Drake fan? I know Drake has some sort of connection with that Padre Scout team. Yeah, I like Drake. We, I, we were able to do this like pretty cool thing with Drake out here in Houston, actually, at this high school called C.E. King. And yeah, I'm a big fan of Drake. And meeting him was like, it was super cool. 
Yeah. What? So what exactly? Trent was trying to explain it to me there earlier last week. What exactly was going on there with that? You know, collab between the Padres and Drake. Yeah, it was kind of like like a commercial thing. Like they had me playing this guy named Rusty. So like, yeah, the whole point of this kid is like he just walks around and gets like bullied by his friends. Like, so I'm basically <laughs> just the kid. I'm like that me like a thirty times, just like walking through the locker room and getting punched and like getting made fun of. So it was cool, definitely different, like getting the makeup and all that goop slapped on your face and stuff. So, yeah, it was. Where, where's this, where's this video? Where can this video be seen? I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go check that out. Uh, I don't think it's came out yet, actually. Okay. All right. I'll be on the, I'll be on the lookout. I'll have to be texting Brandon, you know, every other couple of weeks to kind of see where the, where this uh, Drake Padre scout team uh, video is going to be at, but uh, kind of dig it into the second set, second set of two questions here for you. First off, let's say I'm taking a trip to your part of Texas. I believe Katie's somewhere near College Station. Give me some recommendations, good places to check out, some good restaurants, maybe some cool things to go see. What would be some of those recommendations you got for me? Let's say you're having dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would be at that table? So bring you around, Katie. I'd bring you to Legacy Stadium, which is like this huge, like seven, eight million dollar football field. It honestly might be more, but it's like the it shows you what Texas and Texas football is all about. I mean, it's crazy to be there. They got Chick-fil-A at every game. And then I'd probably bring you to this place called Tobio in like La Santera, which is near me. It's like this little like mall center. And like it's like an outdoor mall. It's actually like I've never seen it before I came here. And Tobio is like this little sushi spot. It's super good. And then what about the dinner with three people dead or alive? Who who would you be having dinner with? Three people I'd have. I'd probably have to go with hmm. I'd probably have to go with Nolan Ryan, uh, my uncle, and then I'd probably go Don Mattingly. Okay. All right. Lots of uh lots of uh edu- baseball education going on there at that dinner. I, I like it. a uh, little bit of a strategic di- uh, dinner having going on. But um digging into the final two questions here for you. First off, TikTok for you page. You're getting on that app. You're scrolling through. What are some of those different videos that you're seeing? And then final question, dream NIL brand. You know, you get to a college campus there in a couple of years, have that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What would be that dream brand to endorse, collaborate, or partner with? I'm sorry, repeat the first one more time. The TikTok for you page. Oh, yeah. So my TikTok for you page is a lot of baseball, but it's also like a lot of sports edits. Like I'm like, I like a lot of like, like I would say like niche basketball edits and like football edits of guys like you kind of like forgot about maybe like I saw a Stephen Marbury TikTok, like edit TikTok from the Knicks on my free pages. I thought was like super cool. So like I kind of like those like old school edits, whether it's like baseball, basketball, football. And then from Dream NIL, hmm, I'd probably go with like either Jordan or like Chipotle. From like the food side of things, Chipotle, because like I love Chipotle. I eat it up. Um, and then for Jordan, I mean, I love rocking Jordans. I love, I love dunks from Nike, but I love like black cats. I love Jordan fours. So I love all the custom pleats they did with Jeter. So that would be awesome for me. Yeah, you uh, you all you Padre Scout team guys are big Jordan fans. I believe you're the third guy here so far 
um, in this series already to be say, you know, you want, you know, you want Jumpman to be that, you know, NIL brand. So, you know, I love seeing the Jordan brand there on the baseball field. Always kind of cool to see, you know, you mentioned Jeter. I think Jazz Chisholm's another guy, you know, they're starting to work their way into that baseball industry. So it'd be pretty cool to see, you know, moving forward, seeing that, you know, continue on. But anyway, man, that's the final question here for you on the J-Care podcast. Really appreciate you coming on the show. It was great getting to meet you. Great learning about your baseball career and everything you got going on. You know, as you go ahead there to that sophomore spring, these next couple summers with that Padre scout team, and hopefully a very, very good recruiting process and a very long baseball career. I do want to wish you the best of luck as you move forward, man. But again, just appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It was a blast.